This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with a different musician each episode. And for this one, I have Charlie, who is a Sydney-based singer-songwriter who just put out a single called Arizona, which sounds like this. Suddenly don't want to be here now, heating up, trying to speak out loud. To break through, I need you to stop me and say that I'm safe for sitting on the sofa, sweating like it's Arizona. She also has a song called Hard For Me that she put out earlier in the year, which you can check out along with Arizona on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music or wherever you stream music. And before we get into it, don't forget to check out her socials as well, which I'll leave in the description of the episode. But there's nothing else to say, so let's jump into the chat with Charlie. So we have Charlie with us. How are you doing today, Charlie? I am great. Lockdown is over. How are you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty good. When we're recording this, first day of no no lockdown. So um, yeah. we're naturally both in our own houses, <laughs> chatting over chatting over the internet. It doesn't feel real today, just because we're like doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, th- thanks heaps for for doing this show. No worries. Thank you for having me on it. So excited to be here. I wanted to start by saying I'm excited that you got music out finally. I, I saw you play a show at the end of 2019. Um, 2019? With, yeah, Dom Uden, I think was the show. Yeah. You played with Cyrus. Cyrus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so, I, I, I swear I was looking up. I wonder when that was. I, so I remember seeing you and then I was like, oh, that, that was maybe three or four years ago. It was like two years ago. Two not, years not ago. Not even. <laughs> It feels time, like 10. time is so weird. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, it was so oh much God. closer than what I thought it was. And yeah, I was watching the show. I went to see my friend Ethan Conway, who was also playing that show. He's amazing. Oh my God. Oh, he's the dude. Yeah, that, that show was like so crazy. I'd just gotten back from Japan and I was right. really sick and I I had strep throat and glandular fever. Oh. And not fun. my throat was the driest it had ever been in my life at that point. And remember how the air was really smoky as well? Do you remember there were fires at that point? Yeah. Yeah. That that whole show sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I did not enjoy that because I was literally just like guzzling down water. My throat was numb. My friend Chloe, do you know CXLOE, the artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Her dad uh, owns a pharmacy and he gave me this like throat numbing spray and I like abused right. the heck out of it. So I just couldn't <laughs> even feel my throat. <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole time was wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, from the audience perspective, it was amazing. Um, I couldn't tell that you were you were just dying that night. So nice hiding that. Oh, man. So much pressure. My label came mm. that night as well. And- oh. That was like the first night that they saw me sing live as well. So the whole thing was just like, oh. <laughs> but I'm happy that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. I remember leaning over to Ethan. I'm like, I said to him, this feels like the future. 
And, and now the future is here and you've made it. And you, you made me wait a little while to listen to some music, but that's all right. That's all right. Oh, man, you know, it takes time. Yeah, exactly. But I suppose we should talk about the new song you got out, uh, yes. Arizona. It's Arizona. Just, it's a good one. Oh, it is. I do the chef kiss, which is a terrible thing to do for podcasts. I have to explain that I'm doing it. Um, so everyone knows I'm doing a chef kiss, not a regular kiss. Yes. That would be inappropriate. No one wants that. Oh, my but gosh. Yeah, with that song, I, I, I know it's kind of a, a song about, not a happy song, but the first time I heard it, I was just like swaying the whole time. Yeah. It's always fun. But can you tell us a bit about that song? Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess for a start, I love that you were like swaying to it and kind of like grooving along mm. with it because I, I, I kind of wanted to get the feel of it when we were first writing of it of like a, a ballroom dance sort of. Right. Something yeah. that's like sort of like Beauty and the Beast almost, whereas like there's like a beautifulness to it and it's like you're trying to like uplift yourself but there's like so much darkness that's within the song when you actually mm. like yeah. look really in depth into it. Yeah, we wrote it. I wrote it with Cyrus Bill and Jess Kent and Rory Adams about a year ago now, I think. And uh, lockdown had just finished. And um, I had, like, I've always had social anxiety my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so when I went into lockdown, I was with my ex at that time. And it was literally just like me and him that entire time. And I didn't see anyone else really. So coming out of lockdown, it just messed my brain up. Right. I literally hang out with like my group of friends and I'd have to walk away and I would just bawl my eyes out and just like have an anxiety attack in the bathroom by myself and Chloe would help me through it. And I'd be like, why am I feeling like this? Like mm. I feel so safe around people I love. But yeah, I've always felt like that for so long and I know that other people feel like that. So I was like, now's the time to write about it. So yeah. It's all about social anxiety and depression mm. and BPD is a huge part of my life as well. And so that's in it. And uh, it just goes into many different avenues, that song. Yeah, it's um, it's a heavy song. It's a lot like the more I listen to it, it's like, Jesus, this is a lot heavier than I originally thought just uh, from the first listen. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> good stuff and bad stuff, I guess. Yeah. A hundred percent. and um, Bad stuff wrapped in good stuff. Yeah, the end of that song is like one of my favorite parts as well as mm. um, I really wanted to channel an anxiety attack at the end of it. It just felt like the whole like fairiness of like the whole thing needed like a whole different change at the end. So yeah. I asked Cyrus, I was like, I need an anxiety attack. Can you please do that? And <laughs> we scheduled in the next day to work on it together. And he messaged me the next morning and he was like, I'm sort of made something for it tell me what you think when you like come in and we can listen to it together and I walked in and he made that whole anxiety attack part like we didn't change anything about it wow and it was perfect and I just bawled my eyes out and I was like this literally I feel like this is putting it in music what an anxiety attack feels like because you're trying mm. to calm yourself down and you're trying to oh it's just messed up but Cyrus is just a crazy artist crazy producer so mm. yeah hats off to him yeah, sounds like a typical artist-producer relationship where you're just like, make it sound like an anxiety attack. Go. 
Well, the difference is, is that I'm normally sitting up front with the producer, like everywhere, mm-hmm. even with Cyrus, like we've been working together. He was like my first session, like we've been working right. together for years. And I normally sit right beside the producer because I'm a control freak. I'm the biggest mm-hmm. Virgo ever. And this time it was like the first time I kind of like let go and it worked out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Got to be less Virgo. I know. Got to be less of a control freak. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. I don't know what my my star sign says about me, but it, it probably what are you? is something that I'm a Gemini. Is this bad? Is this bad? <gasps> Apparently Geminis are the worst. Everyone's oh, like, do not trust a Gemini. They're so two-faced. <laughs> You know, I've always suspected I was the worst, but now, now that it's been confirmed, <laughs> yeah. It's, um, th- you thank you for like, that. Do you go like really hypo, and then you like fully have like your downtime where you just like don't talk and you're super chill? I am super chill most of the time. Okay. Um, and when um, I say chill, I'm st- stressing out, but I keep a calm face. Oh, and it's all internalized. Yes. Yes. That's the worst. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're you're right. I am the worst. <laughs> no, for yourself, you poor thing. I feel like yeah. we all do that, though. Anyways, mm, totally. Go, going back to Cyrus a little bit, you said he was the first guy you worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How did that relationship start? So that started. Oh my god! First start, I was the biggest fan of him when he was an X Factor. He mm-hmm. won it, and we kind of like knew each other through like different little things. And then I was on The Voice and my stylist, um, I we became friends after The Voice. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to invite Cyrus around because we're all just like going out. And I was like, mm-hmm. Cyrusville? What? He's so talented. And then we just like became friends. And um, I remember one time I was like, I really want to write together. And we wrote, oh, I wrote a terrible song. I, I wrote the whole song just by myself, gave it to him. He produced it. It's such a bad song. But we just decided <laughs> to, like, keep on working together. Yeah. And, um, yeah, our friendship has flourished and we've both grown so much with each other. And he's, like, mm. he's like Gandhi to me. So, yeah. He's the guy. He's the guy. Did you do the the first song, Hard, Hard For Me, as well with him? No, that was with... Um, Tom Jordan, Mitch Thompson, which is Seaforth, and mm-hmm. Stephen Schmalt, all in Nashville. Also oh, traveled to Nashville to do some writing and recording. You did, or did I? No, you. Did I? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, my my ex lives in Nashville, and we were we've been in a was in a long thing for a long time. There was mm-hmm. a whole lot of. Well, uh, <laughs> But he lives in Nashville and I went there and it was so amazing. I only did that one session. So hopefully, you know, when borders open up again, I'm just going to be running to America or Melbourne. (laughs) America or Melbourne, they're the the two main ones, I think. Which one? Maybe Perth. (laughs) Yeah, you go to Perth. I I hear some good shit around there. So I'd recommend it. I've never been. Neither. The music industry's got to be massive over there. I mean, I don't even know about Perth. My friend lives over there and I just, mm-hmm. that's my main objective. I just want to see her. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but uh, writing in Nashville, you kind of hear all the stories about Nashville. It's kind of the songwriting capital of the world. What was mm-hmm. it like uh, working over there? I literally only did that one session. I went yeah. over there for a couple of days while I went to like LA mostly. And then mm-hmm. I did a little trip because my boyfriend and I decided to get back together for uh-huh. a cup after that. Again, 
<laughs> happened five times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I literally went over that there for that one session and the whole trip was just really hazy because I was in a really weird, loved up, crazy mindset, wrote hard for me, got out of there and loved that song so much. So mm. very happy about that. <laughs> but yeah, then I went back there again to just just finish off hard for me. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had the full Nashville experience, right. but I've slowly become obsessed with the show Nashville. I've been binging it <laughs> for the last three weeks and I've been staying up till 2 a.m. watching it. I don't know what it is, but it's so addictive. Yeah, yeah. I used to watch that show as well. Um, I can I can get into anything as long as there's music involved. Um, it doesn't really? matter. It doesn't matter how terrible it is. Like shows, like yeah, yeah. musical type of numbers. Not musicals, but songs about like kind of musicians and stuff. Mm, right, man. Because that's totally not a show that I would watch if it wasn't about musicians. Yeah, it's like full um, soap opera. I enjoy Deacon. He's my favorite character because he's oh, he's great. He's so- I mean, Lennon Stella, Lennon and Maisie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, love them so much. But I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't really remember a lot. Yeah. So um, I will change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Ah, forget everything. <laughs> Usually <laughs> such a Gemini thing to do, probably. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I was reading on a press release that was sent to me um, that you kind of grew up in a musical family. Yes. What was that like? Uh, how is your family involved in music? And, yeah. Well, my dad, he is a drummer. He's a singer also. And he used to tour around, like, Indonesia in his band. Mm-hmm. It was called Run Silent. Mm-hmm. And my mom, my mom was in musicals. So she's done musicals, like, her whole life. My dad and her met when she was in Sydney and she went to knock on a rental door. No one answered because there was drums upstairs and she waited for like an hour or more and then they met, which was like such a weird story. And then they started dating. Anyways, they started doing musicals together. My grandpa, he's an opera singer, tenor. My grandma, she's an like opera singer, pianist as well. And my papa's a trumpet player. Like both sides quite have like a musical mm. thing, but no one's like, I mean, my dad has done it. Like a, he tried as a, to be like full artist and everything. Yeah. And then my cousins all do music as well. And right, yeah, I started getting in a little band with my cousin Bryson and Baden and we called ourselves Pink Holy. I, nice, didn't, I nice. didn't realize what it sounded like when I was younger. <laughs> I don't know. We literally made it up and it's like, P-I-N-C-O-L-Y. Right. Pincoli. <laughs> sounds sounds like a fantastic band. <laughs> oh my god. Love the name. It was it was very interesting. There's this like one video on YouTube that's probably still up there, and it's like a girl in year 10 needed to do a video for her media assignment. Mm-hmm. So she asked us to use like one of our songs and make a music video to it. And so I'm like I'm like 12 in this video and I'm just running through this maze, fake kissing this guy and it's just, (laughs) oh, the worst thing ever. (laughs) I'm just searching that up on YouTube now for entertainment later. Type up strike of 12, pin Coley. You're going to die. I will get ready to die. Um, It's just all, how did you spell pin Coley? Oh, it was a C, right? P-I-N-C-O-L-Y. O L Y. 
Oh, there it is. I think. <laughs> I'm ready. Everything's like, like the whole recording of the whole song is just like <laughs> so bad. Was it, was it fun to make the music video at least? Yeah, yeah. I had a big crush on the guy. He was like two uh, years older than me. So I was like, yes, I need to be doing this music video. Yes. We didn't date after or anything. Nothing uh, happened. What's the point of getting a director if you're not literally? Gonna, yeah, like, get me in a relationship in year eight, please. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's when it starts. Every director I've ever worked with, I've dated, which is why. You have? No, it's not ah! true. I've, I've worked with barely any directors. Oh my god, they weren't my type. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, and my type is people that will date me. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's a very same, it's a very, very, very narrow field. Same, I'm just um, psychotic. Yeah, fair enough. Well, um, enough of Pink Holy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that later and <laughs> ah, have a good time. So I might. Two point five thousand views. It's not bad. Really? Yeah. <sighs> so obviously these these two songs out now. Um, is there any thought of what you're going to be? doing next i mean the main goal is just to play shows but Mm -hmm. like yeah i was supposed to be opening for greta ray but Mm. the poor thing she's just had to move that back so many times just because of all the covid rules and melbourne being in lockdown so you know we've we've put so much effort into arizona for the last i think four months we've been trying to organize the music video which has just been unbelievably difficult and we filmed it we filmed it two weeks ago Mm-hmm. And we've smashed out the edit. Kyle Caulfield wow. directed it. He's insane, one of the best directors I've ever worked with. And have you seen the music video? No, it hasn't been sent to me. Um, oh. I've, I've seen like the snippet on, on TikTok or whatever, but looks good right. so far. Right. Yeah, it's, um, it's all about uh, basically I start off in like my workplace and then my friends text me like there's a party and – Obviously, my social anxiety is already like, <gasps> I don't want to go. And my phone switches off. And then I have to like wait through this whole day of work. And I just don't want to be there. And like finally, like 9 p.m. comes around and I can finally leave. And I get in my truck. It's this beautiful old truck. And I drive to this place and it breaks down. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like everything's just like building up in my mind. So I get out. Mm kick the car, smash my phone on the ground. Where is this phone? I had to drop it that many times. <laughs> Things you'll do for art. Unbelievably smashed. Run to the place, I get in there and everyone's left the party. And then I just like start to have an anxiety attack because everything just like builds up. And then I just like lower myself into this bathtub and I just try to not breathe for a second. And then my friend pulls me out and the whole time there was a party that was going on and I just like my social anxiety had just like gone over me and I just wasn't making sense of anything. So right. that's the music video, but you'll see it. And Yes, I will. Uh, yeah, the whole process was a lot. I was shivering for two days straight and the whole bath was ice and I had to stay in it for 15 minutes to film that. But what you got to do for art. Oh, know? exactly, exactly. Put yourself through anything. Yep. As long as the shot looks good. As long as the shot, as long as the vision has come out right and, you know, I'm very proud of the whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, next time you'll go even further. Put yourself in super danger and... <laughs> 
it'll be it'll be good. Good for the viewers. Literally. The viewers. Gonna start doing the whole Billie Eilish thing where she just like ruins yeah. herself for the video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> completely not completely off topic, but actors are just mental sometimes, the things they'll do for, for their movies. Mm-hmm. Like there's a scene in like what's the movie? Um Inglorious Bastards where it's like if if you want to get me realistically choking, just actually choke me and literally like stop stop me from breathing. It's like it's fine, it's fine. Do it do a few takes, no worries. You know, oh my god. I um I would quit. Yeah, for this for the video, it's I had to act out the most amount of anxiety attacks I've ever had in my life, right? Right. And the first one that I did, it was like in front of the car and it got to the point where it was so real that I they called cut and I actually had one after because I was like so in it. And mm. then that kept on happening every single time that I did it and I was hyper uh, – it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, sounds <laughs> – So emotionally draining. <laughs> yeah, sounds method as fuck. <laughs> Very method. Hopefully this is my audition for Euphoria. Um, so let's start an acting career. <laughs> yes. You're in. I'm the the guy in charge. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. I haven't seen the acting, but you've described it and it sounds good and that's all I need. <laughs> it's just going to be terrible. You'll watch it and be yeah. like, what is this? I've said yes already. I can't go back on my <laughs> on my promise. Um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, um, it's been, been great talking to you today. <laughs> great talking to you too. Thanks for listening and thank you to Charlie for chatting with me. Don't forget to check out Charlie's new single, Arizona, wherever you buy or stream music and go check out her socials along with her socials for life on music, which I'll leave in the description of the episode. And if you did enjoy the chat, you can follow or subscribe to Life on Music wherever you're listening right now if you want to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that is all for this episode. Until the next one, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.